Hi there. Thanks for joining me. This is Katherine Van Wert, the host of Sales and Marketing for Coaches. It's my mission to help heart-centered entrepreneurs like you love sales and marketing almost as much as you love coaching. Every week, I share actionable information that you can use to learn the skills and gain the confidence you need in order to create a profitable coaching business. Hey there, thanks so much for joining me today. Today, we're going to talk about when nothing is working and you feel like quitting. Now, I would definitely say that that is a thought that you want to investigate because chances are good that something is working and you feeling like quitting is probably temporary. When you have a coaching business, it's really important for you to separate out the facts from the fiction when you are deciding on what is working and what is not working. Having an objective point of view will get you through the times when your inclination is just to throw everything in the category of not working. And especially when you get to the point where you're playing with the idea of quitting, when you're thinking about what a relief it would feel like just to decide to throw in the towel. There are lots of reasons that a person may feel like quitting. And I would say that it usually comes down to not hitting a specific number of clients, a specific number of dollars. And then to compound that, it's the not knowing how you're going to expand to reach that goal. And you may even intellectually know that this is supposed to be difficult, that being able to become a successful entrepreneur isn't something that's just handed over to you, but it's still a surprise at how much mental wear and tear it can take and how much it does involve you having to manage your emotions. And so it still comes at a bit of a surprise for most people that they are having to deal with the types of ups and downs that they're experiencing. And I want you to know that this is totally normal. And if you think about people that you look up to, you can also know that the things that you're experiencing now emotionally, they have experienced and probably still experience. And the place that you're at right now or that you have been where you feel super down about what you want to do next, about why you're not hitting the goals that you set for yourself, this place is also a place where you can set yourself up to achieve more because this is a an inflection point where you get to make your next decision. And when we think about making powerful decisions, we might think about that coming from a place of when we're riding high on success and momentum, but decisions are made in the lower parts of our business where we feel like we don't know how to expand. We don't know how to grow. This is important too. And so you want to understand that deciding what to do next is always critical, whether you're riding high or feeling low. So let's talk about how no matter what your current results are in your business, what you really want to do is find your motivation and belief so that you can achieve 
whatever your desired goals are. So let's dig in. One of the things that I found when I was doing a little bit of research for this podcast is the story about Gal Gadot, who is the actress who played Wonder Woman. And the reason that I even came up with this is because I was thinking about all the the near misses that have happened in an exciting and glamorous industry like acting. And, you know, when you find actors that are really passionate about what they do, but they are feeling like it's not working out for them, but then they hit this big breakthrough role, you just think, wow, that would have been such a shame if they didn't just believe one more time. And I think that that is what happens to all of us because you never know when you're going to hit that next goal. And if you give up, that's what determines whether or not you even create the environment for you to do that. So with Gal Gadot, she was ready to quit. And she said that she had so many almost. She had requests for additional camera tests only to find that she didn't land the role. And before she got the role for super, uh, not Superwoman, Wonder Woman, she had told her husband that she wasn't sure how much longer she could take it. So she was considering quitting acting and she was in Los Angeles and got a call to audition for a secret role. And she was already there for some other work. And so she decided, why not? I don't have anything to lose. So she auditioned for the secret role. And then her agent called her two days after she had auditioned and said, I don't know if you have this character in Israel or if she's even big or not, but have you ever heard of Wonder Woman? And Gadot was very surprised, shocked, excited, but it would be six weeks before she heard back. So she assumed that she didn't get the role, but then she heard that she did get the role then that obviously became the huge hit that it is today. So if she had decided to give up, she wouldn't have been able to get that role. And then I thought what was interesting in addition to that is after she landed the role, she had to shoot this film five months pregnant. Now that could be something that stops some people But she decided to work within her situation, and the people that were shooting the film worked with her. They had a screen for her belly. And, you know, we think about how we feel when we're pregnant. Like for some people, it could be an easy pregnancy, but there are so many hormones. There is so much going on. And I don't know what her experience was with her pregnancy. But what I do know is she landed the role. She decided to keep shooting even when she was pregnant. And she was able to experience success. And she did not give up in either situation. So I want to just use this as a way to encourage you to not give up. And that it's possible that you can have success. It's right around the corner. You just aren't experiencing at this moment. So the thing to do is to really dig deep and get your emotions and your thoughts aligned so that you can have what you want. Now, one of the things that we talked about briefly is that, of course, there's ups and downs in creating a business. So feeling down about your business, it's a natural and expected part of the process. 
you have a relationship with your business. And if you think about it in terms of having a relationship, then you know what? You're going to have trials and it's going to be tested. There's expectations that are not going to be met. You're going to feel disappointment. You're going to be disappointed when things don't turn out like you thought they would. And all of this doesn't mean that this relationship that you have with your business wasn't meant to be, but it means that it's different than you thought it would be. You had a vision of what it would be like, what it would feel like to have a business. You had a vision of what success would look like, of where you would be at this point. And I hear that quite a bit from clients who have made a couple hundred to clients who have made a couple hundred thousand. They all feel like they're behind and they all feel like they thought they would be further along. Those thoughts that you're having, again, like I said, they are also thoughts that other people that you probably admire are having as well. That doesn't make them more real, but it's something to be aware of. So when you think of your business as something that you have a relationship with, this can help you to understand that you can decide on how you want to feel about this relationship. You can decide how you want to feel about running your online coaching business and whether or not the experience itself feels easy or hard, or it's producing the results that you want or not, you still get to decide if you're in a loving relationship with your business. And if you want to show up as somebody who nurtures it, who attunes to it, who looks to see what's working and what's not working and has loving thoughts about your business as you go through that process. The second thing is that how you feel about your business it actually doesn't depend on any evidence. It depends on your belief about whatever the evidence you have right now. So what does this mean? What this means is that you might be an entrepreneur who hasn't created the income goal that you want yet. And you think that if you create this income goal, that you will then be able to believe in your business. But what if I told you that There are people who have created the exact amount of money that you have envisioned, and yet they have beliefs about their business that are not depending on the evidence. It isn't about whether or not they made the money. It's about whether or not they think they can do it again. And when they believe that, then they're thinking that the money that they've made so far, it's a fluke. It's something that they can't recreate. It's something that just happened to them. It was good luck. So it's the beliefs about whatever the evidence that you have that is what fuels your emotional energy about your business. So I want you to really think about what you believe about yourself as an entrepreneur, what you believe about your business, what you believe about your potential, your business's potential, because these are far more important than whatever it is that you have created or maybe not created. So when you have good results, but you don't believe that it's enough or that it's sustainable, you're going to be caught in this cycle. And you can have undesired results and decide that it's because people won't pay or that you don't know what you're doing. 
these thoughts are going to be generated from some core values and beliefs that you have. And so the next thing that I want to talk about is deciding what your core values are. See, that's why so many companies establish mission statements and core values because they want to give you an anchor for how you feel about your role in business. And you can decide your core values too, rather than be whipped around and to be believing something that isn't true about your business or about the evidence that you have so far. And so you can make a list of different core values. I can give you some examples of core values. There's authenticity, compassion, consistency, dependability, and you can decide if your core values, whatever they are, are being reflected by how you think about yourself and your business. And you're going to want to identify the incongruent thoughts that are creating this negative outlook that makes you feel like nothing is working. You know, I think the other thing that's worth looking at is whether or not you might actually have some negative default core values. This is important because when we think of core values, we really tend to think about those words that I just described to you, that I just listed out. They're always positive and they feel empowering, but could there be some default core values that you're actually practicing that you want to bring awareness to? So for example, do you believe that you may be inconsistent, uninspired, mediocre, fearful, half committed, if you have this as the default negative core value, then that is going to explain why the thoughts that you have now don't feel empowering. And so what you want to do is not use this as the way to feel ashamed or as a way to play gotcha with yourself, but You want to use it as a way to understand and analyze what you would need to shift in order to create what you really want instead. And there is no doubt that you have actual core values that will make a huge difference for you. So write them down and then write down what your negative default core values may be. And beside that, write what you want instead. And so shift from where you're at now to where you want to be and work on practicing those core values. You're going to want to practice this because what you believe the most is what you will see evidence of in your business. So consistency means that you will take action on what you believe the most. And so what you're consistent at doing, it is the biggest predictor of your results. What you believe about your results is the biggest predictor of how you will feel about your business. The results that you have created helps you to see the results of your overall actions and where you have the most consistency is going to be apparent. So if you have been largely consistent, but you faltered at times in your belief, you will see the evidence leaning toward your desired result because it's not about perfection, but it's about what you do most of the time. If you have been largely inconsistent, but at times 
you did believe and took some actions, you will see evidence leaning away from your desired results. And that can be super frustrating because you might be a person who is truly giving it your best shot and really working with your beliefs and creating effort the best that you can, and yet you're not finding that you're getting your desired result. I want you to know that that's okay. It's really about continuing to do the work to shift to your intended, intentional core values and creating actions from that. That's going to help you shift more toward getting your desired result. So the only thing that's happened right now is that wherever you're the most consistent at is what's showing up. So shifting what you're consistent at by shifting your thoughts is the trick. The results are just letting you know if your thoughts and actions are taking you in the direction that you want to go. That being said, there are multiple paths to get to a goal, and some of it depends on your temperament. So you might be a go-getter who can temporarily suspend emotions from blocking your desired results so that you take action from willpower. On the other end of the spectrum, you might be more of a feeler who can't suspend the emotions and instead you suspend the pressure that you put yourself under by escaping from the work that you really want to be doing. In the long term, your feelings about the journey will make it either sustainable or unbearable. And if you find that you are a go-getter and that you do everything that you can in terms of actions, but not in your beliefs, then you can be considered a success by outsiders, but still feel a sense of incompleteness, a a bit of misery, because that journey that you are taking does not feel sustainable. Some examples that aren't business related would be a person who white knuckles their way through a diet. They can take the actions, they can just, you know, do what it takes, and then they lose the weight. But then they spend time feeling terrified of gaining it back. And so that's what happens with yo-yo dieting. You lose, you gain, you lose. For the people that identify more with being a feeler, they may not even get past day one. And they are super connected to their emotions, so much so that the other part of their emotional journey includes motivation with immediate sabotage and creating confirmation bias along the way that says, I knew I couldn't do it. So either end of the spectrum, you want to definitely take a look at how you're thinking about the evidence that you've created, how you're thinking about the results that you have, and considering what do you want that journey to feel like. Finding motivation and belief is based on what you think is true about yourself and your business. I want to invite you to feel free from the temptation to create a story about your limitations. You don't want to make your business so personal. You want to make it more practical. You want to look at it from that third-person perspective. 
Because if it's about you, it's and if it's about a deficiency that you have, then it's going to feel like in order to make your business better, you have to change who you are. And that is just not true. If you create some space, it's really about changing an approach or deciding what next step you want to take from a neutral position. So don't make your business a personal thing, make it more of a practical thing. And this goes back again to the idea of the core values. So what are your core values and how do you create actions based on what your core values are? I want you to think about your mental diet and what you're consuming and the thoughts that you have as you consume these things. Are you reading, listening, rehearsing, and thinking about things that will help you to reach your goals Or do you spend more time on thinking why you can't or you won't reach your goals? It's easy to get into a tailspin and stop consuming the things that help us to feel uplifted, the things that help us to create strong belief again. But when you're feeling down, I want you to open yourself up to possibility and start to watch that mental diet, what you're consuming and what you are thinking. Actually look at what you've tried and what you haven't tried. When you think that nothing is working, it's a blanket statement and it goes in the category of all or nothing, clearly, because nothing is in that title of nothing is working. So I want you to ask yourself, is that really true? what is it that I've actually tried that's not working? And how do I tweak the thing that I've tried so that it can work, so that it does work? You want to look at these little 1% improvements that you can make in the way that you're doing whatever it is that you're doing now to help to market and sell your services. You want to take steps to create desired evidence and develop awareness of what are these thoughts that you're having that are fueling your effort in the process? These thoughts are the ones that you want to develop as you move forward. These thoughts are the ones that will keep you away from feeling like nothing is working and that you want to quit. And the last thing that you want to do is remember why this whole thing is important to you. So when you feel like quitting, you want to go back to your why. And sometimes when you feel really down, you may think that even your why doesn't matter anymore. But think about your why. It can be anything that helps to feel you and feel the reason that you even started this entrepreneurial journey. It could be because you want a sense of personal achievement It can be because of the impact that you know that you can make on clients. The beautiful thing about coaches is that they make a ripple in the world that will improve the lives of individuals. And those individuals are part of a family and friend network. So when you touch one person, you're essentially touching all the people around them. So think about that impact that you can make on clients and those that the client associate with. Another reason why this may be important to you is because of the impact you have on how you see yourself. You want to see yourself as somebody who's successful. You want to see yourself as someone who created a coaching business and was able to be 
successful at it. You may have income goals that you really want to realize. You may want the lifestyle of a coach, which is someone who can set their schedule, someone who can be location independent, someone who is able to take the things that they're really interested in and study them and use them as a part of what they bring to their clients. And it may also be something that helps to fuel the type of people that you want to surround yourself with. Think about your environment. Think about the people you associate with. Being a coach and having a successful coaching business could help you to feel like you're elevating the people that you talk to that are your your colleagues. So remember why you wanted this and any and every reason is totally valid. When you think that nothing is working, think about what you want to achieve the most instead. Draw a straight line to that and then be loosely attached to the path to get there because there are multiple ways to get to the thing that you want. And just because the path that you decided upon isn't the one based on the results that you're getting does not mean that there aren't other paths to take you there. And in fact, there totally are. It's really up to your imagination as to how you can create the results that you want. So don't practice frustration of not being able to do it with the things that you have in place now. Instead, open yourself up to think about the other unlimited paths that you could be taking to get to where you want to be. And then decide on how you want this journey to feel. What kind of experiences do you want to create when your result isn't what you hoped it would be? You can let frustration be a part of your experience because that's probably inevitable. And I think that it's not good to suppress it or to act like it's not part of the journey. So accept it, just don't let it drive your actions. You can sit in it, you can sit with it, you can see it for what it is, which is just unmet expectations, unmet experiences that you thought that you would be having. It's totally natural and normal. But when you feel like nothing is working and you want to quit, remember, why you started this journey to begin with. Remember, there are unlimited paths to get to what you want and feel empowered to create whatever it is that you need to create to get where you want to be. There are no rules. In this world of being able to create messaging for your potential clients, you can speak directly to people so that they know that they are exactly who you help. So don't give up. Don't think that nothing is working. Just realize that you haven't found the thing that works best for you. And the fact that the things that you tried so far aren't working like you want them to is a good thing because you want to eliminate the things that aren't working. And you have to know by taking those steps and deciding what you like and what you don't like. This is just you feeling it out. This is just you having a very natural progression in your business. And I want to encourage you to remember that 
It doesn't mean that you need to quit when you're not getting the results. It just means that you need to start. You need to start going in a different direction and absolutely tap into your core beliefs. Remember why you're doing what you're doing and you can go out there and still get what you want. You can create the evidence that you need. You've got this. Have a great week. I will talk to you later. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me. I appreciate you tuning in today. And if you got value from this episode, I would love it if you would leave a five-star review. Did you know that I am still offering my one-on-one personalized sales training? That's right. If you've been wondering what you need to do to improve your current consultation calls, but just can't figure it out, I can help you. If you want me to review your current sales process and give you immediate feedback, all you have to do is apply for a spot at www.katherinevanwart.com. See you next time.